Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into The Dead Don't Die in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. The Dead Don't Die. It's a pretty, uh, it's a good catchy title. Um, if, if you've seen the movie, um, you maybe probably haven't. It just came out in theaters this past weekend. Didn't make a lot of money. Wasn't even in that many theaters. Um, uh, but it's a Jim Jarmusch film. Jim Jarmusch. Yeah. Uh, but it's a zombie... I don't know if I want to say comedy, but it's kind of a comedy. Uh, the song, um, there's a song uh, called The Dead Don't Die, which was recorded specifically for this movie. Uh, it's talked about a lot during the film uh, from Sturgill Simpson. Good song, like the song. But Jim Jarmusch, if, if you haven't seen a Jim Jarmusch film, you probably aren't sure... I mean, it's going to be tough. It's tough to kind of explain what this is. It's it's Jarmusch is is perhaps the most. Um, I guess Wes, Wes Anderson definitely has a lot more mainstream appeal than Jim Jarmusch, but they are both very much entrenched in um, a particular oeuvre of uh, a particular uh, style. They have their own uh, techniques that they really gravitate toward and. Wes Anderson's are are far more visually oriented uh, than Jarmusch. Uh, his you know his the symmetry and and the quick pan and and the you know he that's that's pretty much his you know that's that's his go to style. Whereas for Jarmusch, I don't really think the visual elements are are quite uh, outstanding in, in a unique. And, and blatant way, like, you know, visually, I don't think you could really know that this is a Jarmusch film. However, the dialogue, uh, the, the, the dialogue of Jarmusch is, is instantly recognizable. It is absolutely deadpan. It is slow. It is stagnant. It is, it is halting. Uh, it is repetitive. And it's really not most people's bag. Um, some of the films that Jarmusch has made before this, Patterson uh, from 2016, Only Lovers Left Alive, Dead Man, Broken Flowers, Stranger Than Paradise, Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai, uh, Coffee and Cigarettes, The Limits of Control, Mystery Train, Night on Earth, Down by Law. Uh, he's been working for a while. I've seen, this is the eighth, or this is the ninth, sorry, uh, Jarmusch film that I've seen, I tend to like his movies. Uh, you know, I really like Broken Flowers. Uh, I really like Coffee and Cigarettes. I love Patterson. I like Only Lovers Left Alive. Uh, Dead Man, Limits of, Control, Limits of Control, and Ghost Dog, I think, are just okay. But for the most part, I'm, I'm quite fond of, of Jarmusch's stuff. So I, I went into Dead Don't Die. Looking forward to it. Uh, great cast. Bill Murray, Adam Driver, Tilda Swinton, Chloe Sevigny. Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Caleb Landry Jones, Carol Kane, uh, Tom Waits, a murderer's row 
honestly, of of competent, high quality actors, and uh, particularly some that I, I'm very very fond of. I love Chloe Sevigny. I Sevigny Sevigny. I love Adam Driver. Bill Murray is is a treasure. So, yeah, I I was I was on board. I was on board. Zombie movie, kind of a comedy. Um, yeah, Jarmouche. So, uh, here's the thing. Because the film is so haltingly slow, the plot is, uh, is, is very, very easy. It's very straightforward. Uh, we follow Murray, Driver, and Seveny, who are cops in a small town in, in the mid, mid-PA, I believe. And all of a sudden, um, the film kind of hinges on polar fracking, and that this fracking has shifted the axis of the earth, and now things are just haywire all over. And some places that results in storms, some places um, it's, you know, it's, it's raining and thundering. Uh, our main characters here recognize early on in the movie that it's sunlight way past when it's supposed to be sunlight. Clocks stop working, animals are disappearing. And finally, as, as fate would have it one night, the first, I think the first night of the movie, uh, two people rise from the grave, zombies, and they find a diner and kill two people inside the diner. The cops are called, and we got our movie. It's zombies. Uh, so how do we, what, what, when you think about a zombie movie, um, you know, we've had many, many, many of them, and they've, you know, kind of covered the gamut of, of genres. We've had zom-coms, we've had ro- romance zombie movies like Warm Bodies, we've had uh, just straight-up slashers, we've had more insightful, thoughtful zombie sci-fi films. You know, we've had a lot of different takes on the zombie franchise, or, or zombie, I don't know, what do I, what, what do I say here, zombie... Genre? Is it a genre? I don't know if that's the case. On the zombie entity. And this is probably as close... I guess the closest neighbor to The Dead Don't Die would be Shaun of the Dead. Because, in a sense, in a way, a lot of the characters kind of react to zombies um, flippantly, to be quite frank. Uh, It's not a huge deal. Um, a couple of characters are just like, all right, and you just gotta cut the heads off. And it's, it's, I think it's such a credit to Jarmouche that he can make something so bizarre, which is, one, there are zombies, two, there are characters reacting to zombies as if they're average, everyday things. And Jarmouche is able to present that in a way that within the context of his film, The Dead Don't Die, feels fairly normal, feels accurate, feels right, if that makes any sense. And I think it's, you know, one of his great strengths in in that 
these sort of otherworldly, bizarre elements. You know, Tilda Swinton's character is is cuckoo, and yet within the confines of this movie, and I, I think Wes Anderson is very, very good at this as well. He makes these elements fit and work together. And no, no time is that more obvious than in you know maybe the first 15, 20 minutes of the film, where first we follow Murray and Driver. Uh, going out on a call, returning home, we, we drive past all these places. We drive past um, a detention center, a gas station, uh, the morgue, all these different locations that are going to become important throughout the film. We are introduced to uh, the, the morgue expert, played by Tilda Swinton. We get Steve Buscemi, who is a farmer, Danny Glover, who drives a truck and owns a, a hardware store, Caleb Landry Jones, who runs the gas station. Um, Eventually, you know, we meet Tom Waits, who's a hermit who lives in the woods, Selena Gomez, and two other, you know, 20-somethings who are driving through and stop at the hotel, hotel owner. We meet all these colorful characters, Seveny, who's back at the um, uh, police station, and the movie really takes its time. There's no plot happening at first. It's 20 minutes of just establishing characters we go to the detention center we meet these three kids who really never interact with any other character in the movie um and i don't like how little progression happens during these moments but i think as far as establishing these characters and who they are i think jarmusch does a great job of it I truly felt like, you know, I know who these people are. I, I understand what they're about. I understand their motivations. I get who they are. They make sense in this world, even if they don't necessarily make sense to me outside of it. Now, I think there's a few too many. Like I said, I think the kids, I like the kids, but they really have no bearing on the story. So I think those could be, that could be completely cut out. Uh, but for the most part, it's just this sort of, big ensemble that works when it works and and misses the mark a bit in other times so once once zombies are in here uh it's it's just kind of a there's only two at first and then it's the next day that we get a ton of them and like most zombie movies you get the overwhelming horde. You get, you know, pressing against the door, breaking windows, you know, surrounding cars and houses and all that stuff. And as far as that's concerned, it's pretty typical zombie fare. You know, it's not you're not going to see any stylish deaths that haven't been shown in other zombie movies. You're not going to see anything that really feels unique to a zombie movie. As far as physically plot-wise, some of the dialogue, I think, is really interesting. There's a bit about, you know, wild animals attacking being the cause of these people dying from zombies, which I particularly enjoy. There's some very blatant fourth-wall-breaking moments in this movie that uh, I overheard a couple leaving the movie afterward that really didn't enjoy that part. And that kind of stuff always gets to me. I, I... uh, generally, I guess, I guess not always, but for the most part, I, I, I enjoy those things, and I, I really liked it here. Uh, I thought it was done tastefully enough. Tastefully enough. There's there's a moment at the beginning and a moment at the end of the toward the end of the movie where they really just 
they don't literally do it, but they basically stare at the stare into the camera and and um, explain what what is what the truth of the matter is. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, I like the dead don't die. I don't know if it's a good movie though. Like I said, there's too many characters. Uh, I thought Bill Murray was one of the weaker elements, which is very disappointing to say. It a lot of the times when he's his character has dialogue, we don't see his face. It's from behind. It's a cutaway shot, which leads me to interpret that he's you know doing voiceover for his own character, um, which is not a good thing. Uh, I really liked Adam Driver. I thought Chloe Sevigny didn't get to, enough to do, and she was kind of the odd character out. She was. I had mentioned that most of them kind of reacted nonchalant to to the zombies being here. She's one of the few that actually reacts as you might expect someone to react. And I don't think there's a r- r- problem with that char- kind of character being in this movie, but the fact that that's kind of all she's there for is a little frustrating. Uh, Tilda Swinton is great, as always, but again, her character has no explanation. We don't really know anything about her at the start, and we know even less at the end, uh, to be honest, which is puzzling. Um, the kids don't really factor into the movie. Tom Waits barely registers on the film. Uh, Steve Buscemi, Danny Glover, Kayla Andrew Jones. Like, these are just kind of periphery characters who we get like four or five scenes that they're in. And I like their characters while they're in the movie. But at the end of the day, I don't think they have that much to contribute. And, uh, you know, this isn't the kind of movie where we get, you know, a band of survivors staked out in a house. Ultimately, they're always still separated. No one really comes together to defend you know, to make a last stand like you see in a lot of movies. And that's refreshing, but also it doesn't amount to much. So it's tough. It's tough to kind of balance those two elements uh, in this movie and, and come away approving of, of how it plays out. Um, what else do we got? It's not there's not much to it like i said cops they zombies come and then everybody's defending themselves from them and then the movie ends um it, it's it's a pretty inconsequential film i think if you are a fan of of the wes anderson of the jim jarmusch this is worth checking out there are some good there's some good lines in this uh i laughed a little bit there's a reference to pittsburgh which you know, it was kind of cute to hear. Um, but it's it's definitely on the lower end of, of the Jarmusch scale for me. Uh, you know, in that dead man range of, of like, this is okay. I don't hate it, but it's, it's hardly going to, you know, make my top, I don't know, five Jarmusch films. Um, yeah. It's probably going to come in a little bit ahead ahead of Dead Man, so that would make it seventh out of nine Jarmusch movies for me. And I, I think that's 
about as fair as it, it can be. Um, you know, I, I, one of the things, I mentioned the fracking element and how that plays into this movie. There's a, it's not just like a passing thing. They mention that over and over and over again. That is That element is hammered home throughout this film. And I'm not in support of fracking. Um, to be honest, I don't think I really know enough about fracking to fully understand what it is. But more knowledgeable people than I are very... Uh, people I respect, at least, are, are against it. And so I am natu- have a natural proclivity, uh, natural proclivity to be against it as well. And this sort of hinges and harps on the idea that polar fracking has instantaneously, well, I guess not instantaneously, but, but in quite an immediate way um, altered life on, the, on, on Earth irre- irrevocably. And... I think Jarmusch seems like, if you watch his movies, he's a very laid-back sort of guy, I would imagine. And this is this this sort of messaging, this theme, this this uh, subliminal undertone, really kind of feels a little out of place for him. Uh, and maybe I don't. I mean, maybe I'm mistaken, and maybe some of his other movies have the same elements, but I, I really can't remember. Uh, his other films going playing into uh, this this sort of fear mongering. You know, we got to do something before it's too late, and then we got to stop this, stop that, whatever. Uh, and and that's kind of out of character, in my opinion, for Jarmusch and, and for his movies, which is really interesting. I think you can like kind of approach that and wonder what it is about um, now. You know, he's been making films for decades, and if this is really the first one where he's taking kind of a political, economical, uh, climate stance, uh, that's kind of curious and, and perhaps worth looking into. But I really do think on the whole, it's it's kind of a misfire. There's definitely good elements here, but it's it's a movie that seems like it would really benefit from having somebody else writing on it as well in addition to Jarmusch you know he wrote it he directed it but he he could have really used somebody else working on it alongside him in my opinion uh just kind of like i said take out some of these characters and the one then the ones that um are still in it you can you can give more agency you can give them more vibrancy and and relevance to the story you can make it more important and Im- impactful that they exist you know this is a film that takes place in a small town the characters we meet are perhaps you know the only important people in this town uh, with you know some degree of leeway to that and there's no reason uh you couldn't have a more focused and, and tighter written film even with the halting dialogue the slow plotting the you know l- languishing pace i still think that would have been very feasible so the dead don't die i'm not not recommending it but 
I think if you, if you already had an interest in it, it's worth, probably worth a, worth a look um, because you probably had an idea of what you were getting into. And unless you're a fan of, of the Jarmouche, uh, I think this is one that a lot of people are going to come away from bored or, or even unimpressed and, and think it's bad. And I, I don't think it's bad. I think it's okay. It's not awful. It's not a bad movie. Um, but the, the dead, the dead, the dead, the dead don't die. Uh, as far as outside of that, outside of that, um, the dead don't die. The song is absolutely going to be a current, currently a contender uh, in the 2019 Circle of Film Awards. That is for sure. Uh, and that's probably it. I don't think it's going to break into any other other categories, performances, score. I thought the score was okay. Uh, a couple of times I actually noticed it and, and it m- stuck out to me. And uh, in a good way. In a good way. But outside of the song, I think it's, it's underwhelming from a technical and awards critics merit standpoint. So the dead don't die they don't die that uh that's today's episode um back uh at site a site a for a short period um uh at the start of july i will be uh, moving about all over the place uh i have i'm heading home to see my grandparents for about a week then to the beach with the other side of my family for about a week, then to girlfriend's place for a week, then finally moving when that's all finished, so I won't even be here uh, for a day, really, in July, a full day, uh, just long enough to come grab my stuff and move. So, yeah, I'm going to try and pre-record as many things as I can uh, while I'm here by you know the end of June. I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff I can I can set up for when I'm on vacation and uh, we shouldn't miss any episodes. Fingers crossed. We've got Toy Story coming out this weekend. That's an exciting one. I'm re-watching the original trilogy of to- the, the, the first three movies um, in preparation for it. And uh, yeah, we got we got episodes to do. We got got lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Cool. Uh, so that's uh, about it. It's about it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. It does mean a lot. It, I do appreciate it. If you would like to share your thoughts on a movie, uh, if you would like to get in touch with me about anything in any way, shape, or form, you can find me on Twitter at Circle of Film, email circleoffilm at gmail.com, find me on Letterboxd at Circle of Film, uh, or the website circleoffilm.com where you can find all previous episodes, plus Circle of Film Award lists for going back to 2011 right now, uh, other top 10 lists and things like that. Uh, you can support the show by liking, rating, reviewing, subscribing on whatever you know, podcast application or device you use. Or if you are so financially inclined, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash circle of film and subscribe for as little as eight cents an episode. Thank you for listening. And as always, 
Have a week. So long, Without a trace, nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what are we to say? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute.